Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. But this weekend, we are talking about something that we all hate, which is waiting. Y'all, we as a culture are weak at waiting. Can I get an amen from somebody on that? Uh, It's one of our least favorite things to do. Uh, and, And this morning, I want to give you some tools. You know, I think a lot of times when waiting seasons hit, we don't know what to do, but I believe that, and I'm praying that, hopefully, after day, today, when you walk out, you're going to have some tools to help you wait. Uh, you know, I think one of the reasons that we struggle sometimes in waiting is because we don't realize the blessings that God has for us in those places. Uh, you know, I, I believe that there's peace for us in each and every season, but where does the peace come from? Where does the peace come from? I believe that peace in life comes from knowing that we're on a journey. We're on a pilgrimage. We're walking towards God. We're becoming who he's called us to be. And I believe that there's ways that we can wait and we can win in the waiting. Can I get an amen on that? Amen? Y'all, we are weak at waiting as a culture. How do we know this? We, We can't stop dying in car accidents because we can't wait to text somebody until we get home, right? I was talking to somebody over here today. Uh, she manages a Starbucks. God forbid, if my pe- peppermint mocha is 45 seconds late, Janice, I will write the manager, right? I would never drink a peppermint mocha, but you understand. Black coffee, where are my black coffee people out? God's people, God's people, that's good. Uh, Callie and I have become uh, frequent, frequent, uh, um, Cracker Barrel guests. Uh, I didn't know this. Cracker Barrel is uh, hopping at 5 o'clock p.m. Uh, because that is when the old people and people with kids go do dinner. Amen? And so I am not going to wait an hour to eat Cracker Barrel. Like, if there's just no scenario. We're going to go somewhere. We went to Chili's last time, right? It was okay. Uh, y'all, here's the truth. Impatience is not a spiritual gift. Impatience is not a spiritual gift. But, but I want to be honest with you all. I, I am the world's worst waiter. Uh, kids in the room, how excited are you all to wait to open your presents on Christmas? Yes, you're lying. You're not excited to wait. You want your presents right. Actually, you know what's funny? There's different types of people in the world. Uh, I am wearing one of my Christmas gifts as we speak. Okay, that's the type of person I am. I've been like this since I was young. My mom mailed it to me. I opened it and put it on. You know, that's what I did. Uh, who are the people who there's no way you're going to open a gift before Christmas? I know there's a few of you weirdos in here. All right, where are, my, where are God's people at? You don't want to wait. You want to open it right away. Who does actually open presents early? Okay, I'm, I'm doing better at this. My, my wife is in the first category. She is a waiter, and I have done so much better. But in, in childhood... I was so bad about this. I literally, so my birthday is in November, November 14th. Write it down. I'd like a card, a gift, you know, whatever you want to send. It's, it's good. Uh, um, I would combine my Christmas and my birthday gift to get a larger gift. Has anybody ever tried to pull that one before? Anybody else? Anybody else in here do this? Ike knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, I, I, 
I did this on a few occasions. I was a musician and I wanted a guitar. And you know, guitars is too expensive for, for one occasion, right? So you gotta combine these occasions. And more than once, I received my birthday and Christmas gift in October. I would like a round of applause for that. That was next level negotiation, right? Thank you, a few golf claps, that's good. I feel like I deserve more than that, but we'll get there. Yo, I, I am weak in waiting. Just to be transparent with you, this is something that God has continually worked on me with in my life. And I can actually look through different seasons. You know, God takes you through seasons to teach you things. Amen. And I can look through different seasons in my life and I can see over the past 10 years, that's been the journey that God's had me on. And so I, I want to share with you guys, I don't have all the answers, but I've got some things that, that God's spoken to me on. And, you know, what I've learned is when we're in seasons of waiting, when we're in seasons of waiting, a lot of times we feel like we're alone. Anybody relate to that? You feel lonely. You feel like nobody goes, knows what you're going through. Y'all, listen, you've got good company in this room, but we've also got good company in the Scripture. You know, we're going into the Christmas season, and if you, if you dig in and you read in, in Luke chapter 1, there's so much happening. So much happening, but they're waiting for the Messiah. We're, we're going to jump ahead to Luke 3, 15. Here's what it says. It says, The people were waiting expectantly, and all were wondering in their hearts if John, they're talking about John the Baptist, might possibly be the Messiah. You know, people in this day were eagerly awaiting the coming of the Messiah. Messiah was God's anointed king. Now, here's what was happening. If you're not familiar with what was happening in the first century, imagine today that uh, the Russians have taken over America, right? And they're, they're ruling us. We're still Americans, right? But Russians are the ones who are in control. This is what was happening in the first century. See, the Jewish people, it's not just a religion, it's a nation. And so the Jewish people were God's people, and they had been occupied by foreign forces time and time and time again. And there were prophecies saying, that God was going to send a king at some point. And this king was going to come in and rebuild the nation. And they had hope. And so they were doing all sorts of things to try to usher in the coming of this Messiah. But he just hadn't come yet. You know, I think for some of them, they probably got to the place where they felt like this is not going to happen. Like some of you guys waiting on your Amazon packages this week. USPS, anybody's packages get delayed? I can't be the only one. I'm going to be mad if I'm the only one. Okay, one, two, three, four. That's good. Jonathan, are you scratching your eyes? Or Okay, scratching your eyes. Glasses. Got it. Okay. Uh, uh, salvation. God, we just thank you for Jonathan. No, just kidding. Uh, maybe later. We'll see. <laughs> Chris O being here is not going to be good for my rabbit trailing. This guy's just <laughs> encouraging me <laughs> to keep doing it. Uh, but no, I think where they got is they got in a place where the promise of God had been delayed and they started to think, some of them, that it wasn't coming. Y'all, I know there are so many of you in this room who you've been walking through life, you've been believing God for things, and it's been delayed. And I wonder if you found yourself in a place where you weren't sure if it was gonna come. Like you've done the right things, your parents have done the right things, you've been reading the scripture but you're waiting. You know, Jesus came 
at the perfect time. We're going to talk more about that later. But he arrived. He was the Savior that God knew they needed. He wasn't the Savior they wanted. They wanted a conquering king who'd come in and drive out the Romans. Jesus didn't do it that way, but he was the Savior they needed. And I believe when we're waiting, God has a plan, and it is better than our plan. Amen? Okay, for real, who hates to wait? Let's just see the hands. Who hates to wait? It's basically everyone. Who loves to wait? You're just like, yep, waiting's my favorite. Anybody? Um, Anybody been to the DMV this year? It's always been just a blessing to go to the DMV. Uh, But this year, it was an extra blessing to go in the summer when it was like 98 degrees and you had to line up outside, right? And the sun beating down on you, (laughs) wearing you out. This is not a lie. I just snuck in because there were empty seats and... Again, I'm quite the rule follower, as you can tell. And so I just went in, sat down. Empty seats all over the place, right? And they're like, oh, sir, you have to wait outside. I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't see the sun. And uh, (laughs) I definitely, there was an older woman behind me, and I didn't let her go in front of me. That's not a joke. That's the truth, all right? It was so hot out there. I was like, I hope you survive. (laughs) And I think, I hope she did. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. I got out of there before she got inside, so. It's her problem, right? Too far. Uh, though it's funny when we think about these first world problems, as we say, right? We deal with. But what about when we're waiting on God? What about when we're waiting on prayers to be answered? What about when we're in the spiritual waiting room? You know, one of the most difficult exhortations in the scripture, <clears throat> it's in Psalm 27, 14. Here's what it says. It says, wait patiently. Everybody say patiently. Come on, everybody say patiently. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait what? Patiently for the Lord. Y'all, it's a little irritating when our Wi-Fi doesn't work. Who in here has broken something over the (laughs) Wi-Fi? When our latte is late, our Amazon packages are delayed. But y'all, some of you are waiting for prayers to be answered. You're waiting for promises to be fulfilled. You're waiting on relationships to be restored. You're waiting for healing in your body, healing in your marriages, breakthrough in places of addiction. Some of you guys, you've lost your jobs in this year. You're waiting for provision, trying to figure out what it's going to look like. Are we going to get a stimulus? I don't know. Maybe. Y'all, here's what 2020 has taught us more than anything. It's taught us where we can lean, where we can put the weight of our lives, where we can find the security in our lives. Now, I wonder what God has taught you this year. This has been the year of waiting. Anybody waited this year? If you don't raise your hand, you're lying because we all had to quarantine. If you didn't quarantine, I want to talk to you after service. So we're mad at you if you weren't an essential worker. It's all your fault. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yo, one of the biggest lies that we can believe about God is that he's holding out on us. I think one of the biggest things that the devil tries to feed us is that you've not received the thing you're praying for because God is withholding from you. Yo, we don't always know why God delays, but he always delays for a reason. But here's the truth about waiting. Waiting is, say it with me, 
the worst. Waiting's the worst, right? It really is. Come on, if we're being honest today, the waiting room is the worst place in the world to be. It's always where your cell phone battery is dying, always. It's like 10%. Some weird kid is in the corner staring at you like he might have rabies. Not sure. Listen, this is where some of you guys feel like your life is right now, and it's painful, and it's stressful, and you've been in the waiting room for a long time. In our source text today, we're going to be in Psalm 40, 1 through 3. We're going to be looking at a psalm of David, y'all. David was someone who was well acquainted with waiting. David was anointed king. He was the rightful king of Israel. But God had the right time for him to become king. He served Saul, who was an aggressive leader. He'd gotten outside of the will of God, but David waited. Look at this. This is what it says. Psalm 41 through 3, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. Now notice this. He lifted me out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Y'all, today we're continuing our Life of Christ series with a message called The Waiting. Let me pray. God, thank you for this morning and these moments that we have together. God, I pray that you'd speak to us. God, that you would teach us to wait the way that you want us to wait. But God, above all, that your peace would rule our hearts and our minds, God, and would direct our actions. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, come on, everybody said, amen. Amen. So here's my question for you guys this morning. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What have you been going to God for? What have you been looking for? But more importantly than just what are you waiting on, listen, how are you waiting? How are you waiting? Because when we wait on God, the temptation is to get frustrated. It's to get bitter. Anybody been there? Come on. To get negative. To become a victim. To compare ourselves to others. And we want to force doors open. Y'all, that is my downfall, right? When God wants me to wait, I just think, okay, well, I just need to work harder and then depress and I need to force this thing. And then eventually I'll get what I want. Anybody else in here like that? And in our world, we're told that's strength, but that's not strength. Impatience is not a fruit of the Spirit. You want know, anything that's outside of the way that God would have us do it is going to be outside of the way of, pe- way of peace. Y'all listen to this. A waiting season, write this down if you're taking notes. A waiting season is not a wasted season. A waiting season is not a wasted season. Your waiting seasons are inevitable. But what should you do while you wait? What should you do while you wait? Number one, pray while you wait. Everybody say Pray. Y'all, bold prayers honor God, and God honors bold prayers. You know, Callie and I, this year, one of our biggest convictions, one of the biggest things that God taught us this year is I believe that this is the year to ask God for crazy things. You know, the, the truth is, is that when you're in trouble, communication with God is one of the best things that you can have. You know, in, in my life with my wife, we, it was her birthday yesterday. She's not in here, but you can give her a round of applause. It's her birthday. 
she just turned 21, you know. It's a lie. That's a dumb lie. Uh, now we, were, we were on a date last night for her birthday. And uh, we realized we just hadn't been going on a lot of dates recently. And we, we realized that since we've had Georgia, people with kids in the house know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's more difficult, right? You've got to hire a babysitter. You've got to coordinate. You don't just listen. Those who don't have kids yet, kids are a blessing from the Lord. But you just got to prepare. You've got to game plan, right, for these things. And so we realized over the past year and a half, we just haven't done as many dates. And, you know, the truth is that if I want to go on dates with Callie, listen, if I want these dates to happen, I've got to plan them, right? I've got to put them in my calendar. You know, it's the same way in your prayer life. How many of you guys have struggled in your prayer life? I wonder how many times you've put it in your calendar. You've put time in, y'all. It's interesting. Look at, look at the scripture, Psalm 5, 1 through 3. It says, Oh Lord, hear me as I pray. Pray attention to my groaning. Listen to my cries for help, my King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning. <laughs> Yuck, right? Lord, each morning I bring my request to you and I wait expectantly. Y'all, I don't know what it is. I don't know why this is. Maybe at some point I'll do another message on this and I'll have more understanding. But for some reason, the scriptures continually remind us to dedicate our mornings to the Lord. I think one of those reasons is there's just not a lot of people fighting for your early morning. Amen? Like, if you don't have time, you can always get up a little bit earlier. And, you know, if, if you're in a waiting season, if you're in a season where you don't know what to do, I think the first step is to start talking to God. The first step is to start scheduling that time with God because we need his perspective. You all know, pour your heart out to God. Bring your fears and your doubts, your desires and dreams. He wants to know these things. You all know, we're going to talk more about prayer here at the beginning of the year coming up. We always start out the year with prayer and fasting. I'm pumped on that. Number two, so number one, you got to pray while you wait. Number two, you got to wait with persistence. Vince Lombardi said this. He said, once you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. Once you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. Y'all, could you imagine spending an hour in a waiting room and then leaving? Has anybody actually ever done that? No, you, you don't do it. Why? Because you know the second you leave, what's going to happen? They're going to call your name. Y'all, I believe so often the reason we don't see breakthrough with God is because we leave too early. We, we, we leave the waiting season. We try to sprint through it. We try to control it. We try to do it our way. But y'all, I believe that there is blessing that comes with perseverance, that comes with waiting. Listen to me. Some of you guys are so close to the provision of God. Listen. I think the thing that takes down more believers than anything else is that we live for mountaintop moments. We live for mountaintop moments. But here's what I've found in my life. When I've looked back on my life, when I've seen the most faithfulness has been in the everyday ordinary moments where I've realized God is growing me, God is shaping me, God is turning me into who he wants me to be. The other truth is, is that a lot of times we miss mountaintop moments because we quit showing up. Y'all, one of the secrets to your spiritual life is just to keep showing up. It's not rocket science, right? I, I, I know 
that God made the faith simple so that simple people like me could understand. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not that difficult. Just keep showing up. Keep being persistent. And God is going to show up. Y'all, the truth is, is that a lot of times we quit showing up because we feel like God's been silent. It's like, I've tried this. Anybody ever been there? I've prayed. I've done this. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. Y'all, that's waiting. Waiting is staying at your post until the next time God speaks to you. Waiting means trusting God when he seems silent. Waiting means refusing to run. It means having an expectation of his provision, even though you don't really see evidence of it. Look at this. This is a kind of discouraging verse, if I'm honest. <laughs> Psalm 37, 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently. Everybody say patiently. Wait patiently for him to act, y'all. This is my biggest, I said it earlier, this is my biggest weakness. I want to force things. I want to make things happen. That does not encourage me. But here's what I found. Listen, an aside. For some of you guys, you're like, yeah, we just need to wait. And you don't like to work hard? This, this is not for you, okay? Some of you guys, like, you need to get to work. You're not seeing the things happen in your life because you're not putting the work in. I'm talking to the other people in the room who've been working hard, who've been doing all the things that they're supposed to be doing, and you still haven't seen the breakthrough. Y'all with me on that? Some of y'all lazy. You got to work hard. You got to get after it. But for those of you guys who are depleted, you've been giving it everything you've got. Sometimes the best thing that we can do is to stop, to quit doing it our way, and to listen, to be patient, and to learn the way that God wants us to do it. You know, let's talk about God's timing for a second. <laughs> timing is everything, right? Like if you want to tell a funny joke and you don't have timing, you're not going to be funny. It's not going to happen, right? Worship, music, like if you don't have timing, if they're not on the beat, if they're not playing at the same rhythm, it's not going to be good, right? You know, the truth is, for a lot of us, we don't want things in God's time, we want things in our timing. You know, it's like, anybody here like to cook? That's the one thing I picked up during quarantine is cooking. Okay, if you're cooking a steak and you're not going to ruin it, all right, so I'm talking to God's people here, people who like it medium rare. Amen? Amen? I don't know what this move is, but I like it. Amen? <laughs> Need to stop doing that. Uh, it's 125 to 130 degrees, right? That's what you get the internal temperature up to. You reverse sear that sucker, and then you let it rest for 10 minutes, and then it's going to be the perfect temperature. It's the timing. Amen? You know, look, look, at, look at history. Okay. A lot of times we look at this and it's, why did God wait to send Jesus until the time he sent him? Why right after the fall did God not send Jesus? Why during the Old Testament God, did God not send Jesus? Where are my history buffs in the room? It's okay, I need you to be a little bold on this. Where are my history buffs? Okay. What was one of the greatest feats of the Roman Empire? What? Roads. You know what roads enabled the gospel to do? It enabled it to spread all throughout the known world. Y'all, God did things in perfect timing to get his message out as far and wide as it could possibly be. Think about this. What movement has 12 core leaders and lasts 10, sorry, 
2,000 years, 10,000 years beyond and into infinity. Amen? The church of Jesus keeps going. Why? Because God's timing was perfect. Y'all listen to me. Some of you guys are a place in life and you're discouraged. I want to encourage you to trust God's timing. God's time is going to be better than your time because I'm telling you, I've tried to take things into my own hands and that has not worked out well for me. Because when we're waiting, God's giving us perspective. Number three, we, we wait with perspective. Y'all, don't you wish we could just have God's 30,000-foot view of everything? Isaiah 55, 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. we got to trust him. God has this view all the time. He has the, always has the big-picture view. And his perspective is always right on. We wait with purpose. Y'all, this has been a year of waiting. Who's our president? I don't know. <laughs> I think we got that figured out now, don't we? Oh, this is fun. Let's talk about this, right? Let's get everybody's perspectives. Who's going to take the vaccine? I'm just kidding. Joke landed. <laughs> Y'all, it's been a year of waiting. It's been a year of trying to understand what God is doing. We've got to get God's perspective, and we've got to wait with purpose. What is waiting with purpose? Somebody who's waiting with purpose is more focused on who they're becoming, what they're standing on, than they are when the season changes. Y'all, we have no control of when our seasons are going to change. The only thing we have control over is how we grow in the process. Who am I becoming? Here's a good question, good litmus test for you. How am I loving my neighbor? In waiting seasons, in tension seasons. Man, that has been this year. Every person in this room is messed up in this, right? Waiting with purpose. You know, I think my biggest takeaway from this year and I hope for we as the body of Christ is that we learn what we can put our weight on, what we can trust in, and what's gonna be shifting and sinking, saying, y'all, I hope we learned we can't trust in our politicians, amen. I think the number one goal of the enemy this year has been to disunify his church, the church of Jesus. And I think he has failed miserably, y'all. We are people waiting, but we are people who are waiting with a purpose. Y'all, the enemy has been feeding us lie after lie after lie. And what I see, you know, a couple of months ago, I, I was a little discouraged as a pastor, and I talked about that. Some of you guys might remember that. I am more encouraged right now than I have ever been in my faith, in my leadership journey, because y'all, I see a church that's full of faith. I see a church that has survived the hardest year of our lifetime. And I see a church that's starting to decipher truth from lies. You know what the problem with lies is? The problem with lies is that they're often impeccably true. The problem with lies is that they're often impeccably true. Let, let, me, let me read a, a quote to you. It's been from my quiet time. Author said this, lies are often impeccably factual. They contain no errors. Listen to this. Lies are often impeccably, impeccably factual. They contain no errors. There's no distortions or falsified data but they are lies all the same. 
because they claim to tell us who we are and omit everything about our origin in God and our destiny in God. You know, anything that tries to tell you how to live your life, how to walk, the best ways to freedom, the best ways to justice, but take God out of the equation, it's a lie. They talk about the world without telling us about the God who made it. They tell us about our bodies without telling us that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. They instruct us in love without telling us about the God who loves us and gave himself for us. You know, I believe that this year has been a year of purpose, and I believe that you are purpose-built. And so my question for you is in this waiting season, in this holding pattern we've been in, have there been any lies that have come in, that have distorted your purpose in Jesus? Y'all, something that we say at this church all the time is that Jesus is our king, people are our purpose, and heaven on earth is the goal. And I think that this year has been a year where the enemy tried to get in. He tried to get the church divided on political lines. He tried to get the church divided on racial lines. But here's why the church of Jesus Christ stands together, because we know who our Father is. Nobody else can come in here and force us to separate. Why? Because we know the God who breathed life into us, who designed us, who built us, who loves us, who has a plan for us, came, he lived, he died for a unified church. And we know that God has a plan and a purpose for this year, just like the enemy had a plan and a purpose. We know that God has a plan and a purpose, amen? We're unified under a king and his name is Jesus. Y'all, I'm so encouraged. I'm so full of faith, so full of hope. So here's a question for you. In, in your waiting season, we're gonna come back to it. What are you praying for? What are you believing for? You know, one of the things that, and I'm gonna open up to you guys about this. One of the things that I've been believing for is that God would give us more space as a church. Uh, we outgrew this building in about the first eight months <laughs> as a church, and we just kind of packed in. Anybody remember sitting on the floor uh, pre-COVID days, and we add services. We were running around like crazy. And I just said, you know what, God? We can't afford it. <laughs> but I'm believing that God's gonna open up more space for us. Amen. Because a church that's full, it's not about a cool big building. It's about a building full of people who are getting healed, who are becoming whole, and who are on mission together. Can I get an amen, somebody? Y'all, I believe that God has planted us here in this city to make a difference. We've always said that our prayer is that if New Life Church downtown ever closed its doors, that the city would miss us. Y'all, I believe that we're on a trajectory. I believe that God's got us heading in a direction that's gonna rock this city in the name of Jesus. But listen, we're still in a holding pattern. We're still waiting. So what is God producing in you? What is God trying to break down in you so that when the time comes, you're ready to run? What's the thing that could be holding you back? Could it be perspective? Could it be fear? Could it be bitterness? Could it be addiction? Could it be lies that you've been believing? Y'all, come on, let's battle this stuff together. Can we fight together? Y'all, I believe, and we've said this for years, that God didn't just call us to himself, but to each other. Y'all, we are better together. 
if this year has taught us anything, is that the enemy can try to keep us apart, but we're going to come back together. Amen. Why? Because we're sewn together. We're held together by the Holy Spirit of God. I'm so excited about all that's to come. So number one, we pray while we wait. Number two, we persist in our waiting. Number three, we wait with perspective. We fight for God's perspective. Amen. Number four, we wait with, with purpose. And number five, we wait with praise. Everybody say praise. Come on, everybody say praise. You know, I, I believe that this has been a year of purifying. I want to read a scripture to you. Psalm 6610. It's just one back. Psalm 6610. It says, you've tested us, O God. You've purified us like silver. You know, why is it so important for us to know how to respond when God's got us in the waiting? Why? Because in the waiting comes pain and God doesn't waste pain. You know, when they purified silver, they heat it up. Some of y'all have heard this. And what happens? Imperfections rise to the surface. You know, God's scooping those imperfections off. So here's my question. Are we gonna be a people who prays through the pain? Are we gonna be a people who prays while we're in the waiting room? Are we gonna be a people who prays while we're waiting on the promise, not based on our emotions, but based on our faith? Amen. Read one more verse to you. It's uh, Hosea 2.15. It says, And there I'll give her vineyards, and I'll make the valley of Accor, that, that word translates as trouble, the valley of trouble, a doorway of hope. And there she shall answer as in the days of her youth, as at the time when she came out of the land of Egypt. That's talking about the nation of Israel. You know, I believe that God's putting a new song. God's bringing a new hope to the church. It's the same hope that we've always had. I just believe that God's reminding us of it. And now, I just wanna close with this thought. Chris Owen and I were talking about this this week. We were praying together and talking through this message. You know, when you go to Cracker Barrel, best case scenario, you leave with a stomachache, right? <laughs> like, that's what you're waiting on. We all know you're going to get the chicken fried steak, covered in gravy, some taters, sweet tea. Gain five pounds. Mm. Get some juicy fruit on the way out. Where are God's people at? <laughs> right here, I see that. Y'all, listen, there are things in life that we've waited for. Maybe we've walked away from it. It's not worth it. Listen, every time you wait on God, every time you wait on God to do the things he says he's gonna do, it is always worth it. <laughs> it's not like some of these other things that the world tries to offer us. So I'll leave you with this thought. What are you waiting for? What are you hoping for? What are you believing for? What are you waiting in? What's the season that you're in? And what's your hope in? Because this year, we've seen, hopefully, what we can put weight on and what we can't put weight on. We put that, that verse up, just our source text for this morning. I'm gonna leave this up here and we're gonna go into a time of praise. The worship team, you can start working your way up here. I'm gonna read it to you one, one more time. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. 
He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song on my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. Just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, Our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.